Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OKF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, pre-recording from the home bunker. Folks, as you know, we are making the sprint, the final sprint to midterm elections. And like I have said previously this week, I need folks to take care of themselves, their level of anxiety, their level of stress. No one knows what's going to happen until it does. So I want to be really clear about that. And I have always said on this show that polls are polls are polls. And, you know, had the polls been accurate, we would be in a completely different America than the one that we are living through right now. And so what I continue to say is dive into some news, take yourself out of it. Focus on your self-care, focus on your rituals and practices of restoration and rest, because I'm telling you that what we are in for, what is what is before us, is the very rapidly shifting political and cultural climate in these United States. And I will tell you that regardless of whether or not Democrats are able to hold on to both the House and the Senate, breaking with history, breaking with patterns that we know all too well, that (laughs) the work to rebuild this country anew is generations. It's generations of work that is going to go into this. If we lose the upcoming midterm elections, if we lose the House and the Senate, or one of them. Again, (laughs) the political climate and the culture in this country is going to continue to be tested beyond anything that we have seen before. So I say all of this to say, folks, that it is incredibly important 
to know your limitations, right? To not tap out completely, but to understand and to know your limitations and also what's important. What's important right now is not what's being said on your television, on any of your screens. What's important is the actions that are being taken in real life to either vote early, either vote on election day, mail in your ballots, and then ensure that the people around you do not take this for granted. Do not take for granted what a phone call can do. Do not take for granted what a text message can do. Do not take for granted what a Facebook post and an Instagram post and a tweet can do to your own community and for that community to activate them. Tell them what is at risk and what is on the ballot, right? You don't need to tell them that the only reason they need to vote is to vote against the Republican party, which is fascist. That is not what's going to sell them. Tell them that they are voting for Medicare. They are voting for social security. They are voting for bodily autonomy. They are voting for public school systems that are going to teach their children, the truth and how to be global citizens and be competitive, right? They are voting for a stabilized economy. Tell them the things that they are voting for when in fact they are going to vote for Democrats. Coming up on the show today, we have Delia Coleman, who is the deputy director of Equal Rights Advocates. We get into a conversation about the importance of black women and BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color, BIPOC people being uplifted during this midterm, but in every election. Because what we oftentimes forget, and by we, I mean the Democratic establishment forgets, is who the base of our party actually is. While Republicans are hell-bent on feeding their rabid base any type of red meat that they can, whether it be homophobia, transphobia, Islamophobia, misogyny, anti-blackness, they're all about giving their base what it is that they need. The Democrats do not do the same. They, as a matter of fact, take for granted that their base has nowhere else to go. Well, I'll tell you where else the fuck they have to go, which is to stay home. And we cannot afford that. Everybody has said that we need the historic numbers that turned out in 2018 and that turned out in 2020 to turn out this time. Right now, the early voting is showing that we are on pace for that. And so with the time, the less than two weeks that we have, folks, I am urging each and every one of you to utilize your own platforms to gather your own people to get to the polls. As I've said previously, on election day, if you're not doing any physical labor in order to bring people to the polls, volunteering at the polls and doing things of that nature, then I need you not to be sitting in front of your television screen, driving yourself absolutely mad as they say 3% of the vote is in and it looks like a Republican is running away with the race. That is the quickest way to a heart attack, a migraine and to a broken television. I'm telling you to do what you can in the space that you occupy and then leave the rest, just leave the rest because worrying about it 
stressing about things that you can't physically change, do not change them. But what it does do is change you internally. And that's what we do not want. So coming up next today is my conversation with Delia Coleman. And we are going to talk about equal rights advocates study and research that they've done on family voices, a mixed method survey of family breadwinners that captures the economic reality of black and Latinx women after two years of pandemic uncertainty. Uh, What their research has found is that nearly half of the women surveyed could not afford all of their basic needs and cited issues like childcare costs, debt, and workplace discrimination. So we'll get into the findings of this research that they have done. And then also Delia will offer up other narratives that we need to be paying attention to. That and much, much more is coming up next. Hey there, I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics hosted by Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge. BGG is the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. Join Ashanti this season as she talks to incredible women of color who are changing the face of politics and tackling some of the most important issues facing the United States. From reproductive justice to voting rights to climate change and more. Tune in every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, I am happy to welcome to Woke AF uh, for the first time uh, Delia Coleman, who is the Deputy Director of Equal Rights Advocate, um, and wanting to discuss the voices of Black and Brown women as we head into midterm elections. Um, You know, what's funny is that I find that in general, well, Republicans, in my humble opinion, don't reach out to women of color at all. Um, But when it comes to Democrats, it only seems that we are important um, when it's right about that time to vote. So talk to us about um, what you have been noticing and hearing uh, and why it's important that we need to tap in as we're just a few weeks out from election day. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, when midterm season runs run, comes around, it's always like, oh, we're all on a track and we have to get ready, ready, ready. Um, I, and I think other black and brown women, particularly black women, have been getting ready for the past two years, um, particularly because of the pandemic. The pandemic was a major disruption in all of our lives. And it, of course, hit Black women the hardest. And so what I've been noticing in the work that I do day to day with equal rights advocates, um, but also just as a woke Black woman myself, yes, one of, <laughs> one of the things, some of the things that I've been noticing is um, how precarious Um, our position is economically right now. And so Mm. those kitchen table issues, which normally come up during midterm season, you know, what are those kitchen table uh, economic, you know, issues that is at the front of black women's minds right now. How are they going to make it? How are they going to uh, provide for their families? What do their kids need? What do their families need? 
And one of the things that, uh, some of the things that we've been hearing, childcare, um, as well as elder care is a concern. Mm -hmm. You know, how can they continue to provide care for their families? How can they do that and keep a job? How can they keep a job or grow in that job? How can they make more money? Because right now the math is not mathing. Come on. Um, income is not covering all of the needs. There are so many external pressures like debt, mm-hmm. credit card debt, student loan debt, mortgage debt, rent. All of these things combine to put a uh, vice-like grip on uh, Black family breadwinners. And it's just one of the things that is, you know, at top of mind, in addition to things like the ongoing, uh, the ongoing crisis in our criminal justice system, and the ongoing crisis around reproductive health, you know, Black women are also uh, disproportionately affected Mm. when things like the Dobbs decision happen. And so cutting off that critical access to reproductive health care is an issue for a great many of us. And so that's that's what's circling around my brain right now about what black women are concerned about. Do you think that when um, the media, for instance, um, and, and then propped up by politicians are talking about, quote unquote, kitchen table issues, that they're doing so in a way that delineates the distinctions between what kitchen table issues mean for white women and what it is that they mean for black indigenous people of color. Right. Um, because I, I will tell you that I hate the term kitchen table politics, uh, you know, kitchen table issues, because I think that everything is a kitchen table issue, um, particularly for those people that can't afford a kitchen table. So how, how, how are things different? How do you see them differently? And how has your reports that you have done and the research that um, ERA has done with Family Voices, what, what are some of the things that were signified? So our Family Voices research, which just came out over the summer earlier this fall, was uh, the brainchild uh, of equal rights advocates because at that time during the pandemic, People were talking about Black and Latinx family breadwinners, but they weren't talking to Black and Latinx family breadwinners. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to talk to them. We wanted to listen to them. And we wanted to understand. We had an educated guess, you know, like, okay, we think that these issues are important. We think that pay is important. Mm -hmm. We think that equity in the workplace is important. Those were assumptions that we had going in. When we dug into this project with this national survey, talking to Black and Latinx uh, family breadwinners across the country, um, those were certainly important. But what was different was the intensity around some of these issues. And the intensity that we saw around childcare, the intensity that we saw around debt, the intensity that we saw around generational wealth building, this was an eye-opener for us because what that showed us was that there is a context to this kitchen table. 
-hmm. And your question about, you know, are people aware of different kitchen tables that exist? No, I don't think that people are aware of different kitchen tables that exist. Um, I think the learning curve of uh, the learning curve of America broadly is sadly lacking, especially when it comes to thinking about how different decisions affect different communities disproportionately. And so when I think about uh, the Black community in particular, um, and even within the Black community, there are different kinds of kitchen tables, right? So how people understand these issues, how people hear these issues, how they affect the women in these communities is a matter of, are you willing to listen? Because what you hear might not be what you expect, and it might not be what you're prepared for. Luckily, some of the things that we heard, like 50% of the women that we surveyed said that they were struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Now, intellectually, we understand that wages have been depressed for the past 40 years or more. But what we weren't aware of was the depth of that intensity. They've been, the women that we spoke with were so, were so, how can I put the word? Um, the pressure of that struggle what mm-hmm, that meant mm-hmm, for them. Mm-hmm. We, we heard a woman say, I can't die because I have nothing to pass on to my kids. Mm. When we heard that in our, oh, and God. we have focus groups that we called kitchen table conversations because we wanted to build a table where our survey participants could gather. And we were doing this all on Zoom so that they could share with one another and see that they weren't alone and have a conversation about their common experiences. And it was a deeply rich conversation. And we heard stories like this continually. And so what does it mean to not just advocate for a policy that says, yes, black and brown women need equal pay, but to know that if they don't get equal pay, it is creating mental and economic pressure so large that they feel that they have to stay alive in order for their families to make it rather than, you know, having enough so that they can go through healthcare crisis, um, job crisis, any kind of crisis, confident that their families are taken care of. We also heard... I just I want to interrupt for a second because, you know, that sentiment from 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 one of your participants just hits so deeply. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things that I I find really troubling is that in in American society, we have mainstream has become comfortable with black suffering and pain. So. While we know these things to be true, while we know that these, you know, economic gaps and gaps in um, in instability and wealth um, persist uh, and were created on purpose, how do you utilize the information that you have gathered to not say, oh, and so here's another way, right? That 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 black and brown women are downtrodden, but how do you how do you make the case that their plight is a plight on our overall success 
you know, like, because I think that that to me is where, is where the problem is. We know that black and brown lives in this country don't matter, right? Like that is that we are, we are showcased, uh, that every single day. And so how do you connect, you know, the reality of, of what this participant is saying, which I'm sure millions of black and brown women can relate to and relate it to the whole so that the mainstream that dismisses us in general realizes that their struggle is a shared struggle. I love that. Um, I love that question. Um, shared struggle is uh, something that we talk a lot about here at ERA. And when we were having these kitchen table talks with these survey uh, participants, one of the questions I asked was, what is the story you want to change about Mm -hmm. you and your community in the media, in public perception? And by and large, uh, the main story that they wanted to change about themselves was, we're doing everything right. We are doing exactly what has been asked of us. We're going to school. We are working. The majority of the people that we surveyed had jobs. Yep. The majority of the people that we surveyed were married or partnered. Mm. The overwhelming majority of the people that we surveyed had kids. Those are literally the marker of the American dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get married, have kids, Mm -hmm. have a home get an education, do good. These people are doing good. Black and brown women are doing good. We believe the dream. And I think what is important is to not concentrate on the the trauma or the poverty porn of, oh, here's another community that is oppressed. Mm -hmm. What we want I believe that in order to change what needs to be changed, everyone needs to agree on that shared vision of what it means to be here. All of us deserve a chance to thrive. All of us deserve an opportunity. And I think that is what the crisis is facing us right now. We all need to, to, to agree that we all deserve a chance to thrive and take care of our families or we don't. That's the choice that's in Mm -hmm. front of us. And the way we come at it as an organization is presenting that future to the people who have the ability to help us reach that future. They need to know this is what our communities are experiencing. And if we believe that there is a path forward these moms are just as important as the top 1%. We cannot have a great society if we are only thinking about what the top 1% need. Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ricci is one of the latest shows on the TYT network and also the fastest growing news show in America. On his show, Dr. Ricci plays no games regarding policy, delivering a heavy dose of fact-based truth and penetrating analysis on all the top news stories focusing on racism, criminal and social justice, politics, police brutality, Karens, and much more. Listeners can also expect interviews 
with fascinating guests, political leaders, commentators, and even fiery debates with conservatives on a wide range of policy topics in the bullpen. It is an indisputable fact that you will love this show. Listen to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ricci on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Do you think, Delia, that there are more people that are invested in the oppression than there are? people invested in the idea of shared struggle. I, I, and what I mean by that is I, I want people to, to have deeper empathy, right? Like to have empathy outside of how things affect them. But what we have seen over the last three years is that a majority of people are maybe half 50% are in it for themselves, right? Like we couldn't get people to wear a mask, a thin paper cloth, right, to protect themselves and also by virtue protect people around them. They didn't care, right? This is a, this is a, a community societal issue. And so I'm just wondering, like, is there more people who don't care and are invested in the continued oppression of said group because they're part of the 1%, right? The 1% only functions if you have a permanent working class that is desperate, right? That will accept your low wages, that will accept your lack of healthcare, that will accept your dangerous work environments because they are treading water. Or do you believe that there is, there are more people who are invested in this significant societal shift, but we just need to message to them better? So I am an idealist. And I also read national polls. And so both of these things together show me that the average American person actually believes in equality. When they are presented with questions about uh, uh, economic fairness, Yes, they do believe that people need to earn more than a minimum wage. They believe that the sub-minimum wage is not enough to get by. They believe that women should be be paid uh, as much as their male counterparts get paid. They believe that reproductive health care should be available to uh, pregnant people. Mm -hmm. So the majority of the American voters out there actually believe in the same things that we believe in. So what's the issue? The issue is that the other side has a really big and really well-funded megaphone. Mm -hmm. And that megaphone has been loud, constant, and super disruptive over the past five to six years. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of noise to get through. Now, is messaging the only way to get through that noise? No, but I do think that messaging does help. 
Um, and I'm really happy to see that there have been some significant changes in the past couple of years. When I think about the reinvigorated worker justice movement that's going on right now, and reinvigorated worker justice movement is being led by women, young people, and people of color. Mm-hmm. That is not your granddad's union anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that gives me so much hope, so much fire. And the rest of us, normal, everyday people need to take inspiration from that and help that along. And so how do we do that on a community to community, person to person level? I think about what I think about when I have uh, a conversation with a grocery store worker. I have to become empathetic to their situation. I am not going to lose my my ish because someone is having a bad day at work because I know what they're getting paid. They are getting paid minimum wage. Right. They have probably been passed up for promotion multiple times. And so our system, it is hard to change the system. And there are many, many people lined up to prevent us from changing the system. And you can't just change a system with one vote. You need multiple votes. You also need some community and people power to go with that. And we need to start telling different stories in the public square about why this matters. There are some fantastic activists out there. When I think about the people that we work with who are working to change the minds hearts and minds around the care economy. Why are caregivers important to our society? Because without caregivers, women drop out of the workforce. Mm -hmm. Why is a thriving, more robust minimum wage important? Because without it, women who work in certain industries get sexually harassed because they're held hostage to their economic situation. Mm. And so the vision of this world needs to be one based on liberation, freedom, autonomy, and opportunity. And everyone deserves that, particularly the communities that have been shut out of that for so long. Delia, last question for you. What is your singular message to voters right now who say things like, both parties aren't doing anything, I'm not going to vote? Um, nothing's really going to change. Nothing has ever changed. Plenty has changed. Plenty has changed. I personally um, wish that I could snap a finger and incremental change could go by the wayside. But I know that that is not how things work. Right now, things haven't changed because the numbers aren't working in our favor. The margin that we have is too small to actually mitigate the barriers that are in front of us. So first, we need to change the numbers. Mm -hmm. Voting in order to change the numbers. I never look at my voting practice as a a one-shot deal that solves everything. It is one tool in many tools that I have available in front of me. And so... One tool is voting. Change the numbers. Get rid of the barriers. Second tool, hold the new numbers accountable. Mm -hmm. 
most people don't even talk to their elected officials. And so if you don't talk to your elected officials, how do they know what you care about? I think another thing is for elected officials, and this was something that we heard from our survey participants, black and brown people know what they need. They know exactly what they need, and they're not electorally ignorant either. They know who's up for office. They know who represents them. And they are looking at those offices going, I don't see you in my community. I don't see you in my community. I don't see you helping us out with what we need. And we remember. And certainly, I think when I hear people say that both sides are the same, that's just inaccurate. Both sides are not the same (laughs) Mm -hmm. because what is in front of us and what is going to be affecting us going forward, we have already seen how precarious our precious system of democratic process is. And we need to protect that. We need to make it more robust and we need to make it more accessible for everyone. Because right now, the less people that participate, the easier it is for authoritarian forces to do what they want to our system of government. And so at the very least, there needs to be a firewall against that. Delia Coleman, thank you so much for making the time to join Woke AF. And thank you for the work that Equal Rights Advocates is doing. Um, to lift up these themes and these messages that people need to care about um, and get fired up about. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for letting me get on my soapbox and rant and rave for a few minutes. Absolutely. Okay, take care. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power, get woke and stay woke as fuck. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.